0: Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're talking to Doc Shaw about reviving Tulsa's historic Big Ten Ballroom and his group A Pocket Full of Hope, an after-school program using performing arts to inspire Tulsa students. And now, a word from our sponsor. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. All right. Well, uh, let's get into our question of the week. Which historic Oklahoma building, much like the Big Ten Ballroom, uh, do you miss? Uh, First up, editor-in-chief Nathan Gunner.
1: Uh, There's a lot of them, Um, and our social media answers are full of them. Um, But I decided to – I'm going to take a little bit of a riff on the question because mine isn't a building so much as a tree that had a structure around it. So when I was a kid, um, the student union at Southwestern – Was my favorite place. I mean, like my whole life, it's been my favorite place to sit because it was this big tree outside, this big oak tree, and it had a patio built around it. Like it came up through the patio, and it was it shaded the whole patio. It was gorgeous, and it was like the perfect place to like sit and read or write or just hang out and be like, because it was cool in the shade and it was lovely, and you could go in and get a cup of coffee or something and just sit there. I could sit there for all day, like all day. Um, The tree was really old, and it died. A few years ago, and so the patio is still there, but the tree—the tree, the tree part—is gone. Okay. Um, and it really, really made me sad. And I love that tree, so that's mine. Okay. Like, and it's not a, like no one did anything wrong. It's just a it was like a hundred and something-year-old tree, um, and it just died. We're not here to place blame. I know, but it's not like you know, a, like oh, they wanted to build some co- cheap condos, so they tore it down. Like it just yeah. was a tree that died. Okay. Yeah, but I miss it. I miss I miss the Swasu patio tree. That's mine.
0: All right. Uh, managing Henry Carly Barr.
2: Uh, so I recently watched a television program that was about the aftermath of waco and it just made me think of like what oklahoma city downtown looked like before april 19th 1995 Mm. i was six when it happened so i don't really remember ever going downtown but i would have really liked to have seen what it was like back then especially to see the difference between then and now
1: before the pay plan especially Mm -hmm. when they just went on a Demolishing uh, spree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I think a lot of our answers uh, are, are related to that one.
0: Uh, <laughs> photo Megan Rossman.
3: Um, the one I think about the most, probably because I drive by where it used to be every day, was the what people referred to as the Egg Church mm-hmm. on First North, Christian Church. Yeah, yeah. on thirty sixth or Northwest thirty sixth and Walker. That was in the answers a lot too. A lot of people agree with you mm-hmm. on that one. It's yeah. a was, recent one. It's so a really just, recent demolition. It yeah. was a big, cool thing, I and know. I always hoped that they would find you know some way to you know. I always wanted to see it live as a music venue. I thought it would have made yeah. a great music venue. No, it had so much potential, but, you know, now they raised it and there will probably be stupid luxury condos there because <laughs> that's just kind of the story of everything these days.
2: <laughs> or a car wash.
3: Yeah, or a car wash.
0: That yeah. is, that's well, the game I play with my kids as we drive around. I'm like, ooh, what, which kind of car wash is that one going to be? <laughs> Maybe there will be an HTO.
2: Oh, that would be also, good. It would
3: be okay with me. No, that will not happen. <laughs> that will not happen at that intersection. There would be riots. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> if they put rental housing in there, you know, that there's probably going to be outrage. Yeah, probably. But, but anyway. it was a beautiful church. It was yeah. a beautiful church. It was a
4: beautiful church, yes. Research editor uh, Ben Lucian. My answer is probably going to be a little unique, but um, uh, before I had this job, I was a, a teacher, for a while at Caps Middle School uh, in the Putnam City District, and it's since since I left, which was not long ago, it's been demolished. <laughs> There's no mm. school there anymore, and uh, that's. Pretty sad to me because that's like an entire like chapter of my life that yeah. is pretty uh, like pretty just notable in my mind, and um, the like physical uh, reminder of that is just uh, it's an empty lot now. So yeah, I logged
1: onto Facebook one day a few years ago and just happened to see this video from the Weatherford Daily News of them demolishing my elementary school mm-hmm. in Weatherford and I was not I didn't know this happening mm-hmm. and it was like nine in the morning on like a Tuesday and I just logged first thing I saw on Facebook and I was like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so, like, there's something about a school. Mm-hmm. You put so, you leave so much of oh, yourself yeah. there.
4: So many yeah. memories. Um, I will share a quick little story is that um, I have a couple of teacher friends um, that I met from, of course, my time at Cap's Middle School. And uh, they got married this summer. <laughs> and uh, where he proposed to her was uh, on this empty lot in uh, the place where they would have been, I think, I think in the, in the gym Yeah, where they first met, I guess. I Um, love that. That's really sweet. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, Yeah, it was a very nice wedding, too. Hi. Hi. (laughs) What's your, what historic building? (laughs) Who are you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. sir? We're recording a podcast.
1: Oh, oh, is that okay? Sorry, sorry. I just Uh, marched in here. I have an answer for this. What's your favorite? What's your what? What historic building do you miss? Uh, This one is the McDonald's that used to be at 23rd and Robinson before uh, they tore it down and built a new McDonald's at 23rd and Robinson. You nailed it. Mm. You nailed it. You know know the fries
0: haven't been the same. I've known you for so long. Uh, It was. It was. uh, So I'm. I like the criterion uh, we have now in Oklahoma City. Yeah. But but I really wish that we could still have the original Criterion Mm, Theater, uh, which was on 13th Street. uh, No, Main Street. Um, And it was this just glorious old school theater with this giant French style lobby Mm. and like an art deco mezzanine. And it was just super cool. And it's one of those things that you're like, man, if, if... why didn't people realize how awesome this was? Oh, why didn't yeah. anybody want to keep – or, you know. Yeah. Why, why was it more valuable to get rid of it?
1: Dude, here's a here's another good one, though. I don't even know if anybody on social media said this, but All Sports Stadium. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Did yeah. Did they say that one? No, no, no. They okay. didn't, but I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I
1: went – we went to a Dodgers game Friday night, and I got the – I got my Dippin' Dots in the little hat with the old <laughs> – O.K.C. Okay, have you guys heard of Dippin' Dots? It's the ice cream of the future. It's, it's how we will be eating ice cream in it's, the future. It's,
2: You've ch- mentioned it. Have I say. now come
1: yeah, around? Very important. Anyway, yeah. that was the old O.K.C. logo, and I was like, oh, All Sports Stadium. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. What did people on social media say?
0: <laughs> uh, sadly, nobody else mentioned the 89ers. It's but, too bad. That's too uh, bad. Uh, Rach- uh, Rochelle Izard uh, said, "The First Christian Church in O.K.C." Much as uh, Megan said. John Kelly mentioned Stage Center. Uh, oh, which big is, one. Big one. Miss um, that. That's yeah. such a cool building uh you know Oklahoma's brutalist architecture mm-hmm. um uh Lucy Newland said the Will Rogers Theater on Route 66 in Tulsa um Arnold Moore mentioned uh the funeral home and First Presbyterian Church in Bartlesville
1: hmm okay uh I oh,
0: don't I'm know sorry that <laughs> I apologize that was Sandra Sully she was mentioning the Arnold Moore funeral home <laughs> oh yeah okay. it wasn't Arnold Moore coming ah. back to say oh, I'm sad my funeral home's <laughs> gone uh I da- wish <laughs> yeah. yeah uh David Shuttler uh I, this was an interesting one he says great grandparents home he uh, he just never got yeah. to see he wanted to see what it was like what, uh, what it was like when they lived there that's neat uh, Steve Robinson mentioned the Sequoia Hotel in Claremore mm. uh, Deborah Lazure said the Camelot Inn in Tulsa <laughs> Uh, our buddy uh, Andrea Rudy, the bomb building. Uh, she says, "I've seen photos and it was beautiful." Oh, uh, the Murrah building. She means. No. Oh. Oh. The, That's what I thought she meant. The bomb. B a u m. B a u m.
4: Oh. Okay.
0: okay, I heard b o m b. Yeah. And Sorry. thought Murrah building. Okay. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Richard uh, Yeager said uh, in Tulsa, four beautiful downtown movie theaters the Ritz, the Orpheum, the Majestic, and the Rialto. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and uh, Aiden uh, mentioned not just the first Christian church or the Egg Church, but also Founders Bank.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah, cool.
0: I, I will say this I uh, recently have been down at Scissor Tail Park uh, with uh, Jess and the mm-hmm. kids a little bit. It. And one of the things that she's always pointing, she's like, "What building's that?" And I'm always happy to pull out uh, Google, and be like, "Ah, oh, what is that?" And then I'm like, "Oh, that's the first na- we've stayed there. That's the first national building." Yeah. Uh, and that's one of those that I'm I'm really happy has yeah. has stuck around, yeah. has been renovated, yeah. and it's such a cool thing to have in Oklahoma City yep. and and. You know, it, I'm just happy it's still. But, yeah, it has risen again, and we are very happy. And now I
1: want to go to the Library of Distilled Spirits and have a drink. But it is 11.15 a.m., so I guess I won't do that.
2: <laughs> At least not for a few hours. Not, yeah. and it's 5 o'clock somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Speaking of historic buildings.
1: <laughs> Bless you, Megan. You okay?
0: Let's talk to Doc Shaw about the Big Ten Ballroom. And we are very pleased to welcome into the podcast Doc Shaw. Uh, He is the executive director of A Pocket Full of Hope, uh, and he's also the man behind the uh, renovation and resurrection of the Big Ten Ballroom in Tulsa. Welcome to the podcast, Doc. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We had a story in our latest issue about the big 10 ballrooms revival. And I was, I, I loved it. Uh, uh, it was a great one. Margaret, uh, Skay Hartley was our writer on that. And, um, uh, it really got to me. I, I love the stories about it. Tell me a little bit. How did you first hear about the big 10 ballroom? Because it, it was, uh, when you were a kid, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, six or seven. Uh, when we, uh, first heard about it. Um, I mean, we used to pass battle all the time and it was always uh, jumping, man. It was always a lot of energy around there. There was a, a FINA gas station, you know, FINA with flashback. <laughs> it was uh, right next door. So on our way to church, we, we stopped and got some gas and it was there was still people hanging out. And uh, then I was told later on that, you know, hey, James Brown used to stay after he got through performing and just talked to people, you know, huh. they always wanted to know where he had been, where was he going uh, and different things like that. People always offered him, you know, a place to stay. Uh, so it was it was a big deal in the community, you know. So, yeah, but I first got introduced to it when I was like six or seven.
0: Yeah. And now it had its heyday in the in the late 40s, early uh, 50s and 60s, uh, and and then it shut down. Um, uh, At what point did you and and, uh, Margaret has the story, you know, you used to drive past it. You'd see it all the time. When did it start to take shape in your mind that that you could help uh, that that you could bring the Big Ten
5: back? You know, that's a good question. Um, We were always needing. a place to rehearse for our young kids, you know, a pocket full of hope is music, theater, dance, videography, photography, uh, technology. And so our main uh uh fundamental uh program is Upbeat 360 and that's music and theater and dance. And so uh, we needed a place uh, we were rehearsing in Anderson elementary school using their auditorium okay they got a, um, some state money, uh, grants to you know, redo the auditorium and make some improvements around the school, so they kind of gave us the boot, you know. Uh, and so it was like, okay, now we we really we really got to step it up a little bit. Um, I saw the building. Uh, 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 there was not a for sale sign, but there was a uh, a sign saying, "Hey, this is going to be the new home of, of, of Mount Zion." Yeah. Um Mount Zion Church. And I said, oh wow. And so because I'd always was intrigued about the building, but it was just like a shell, you know. And so one of the the uh students that were participating in Pocket, her grandfather was on the board. Oh. And so because they had they, they took the sign down, I said, Oh, took the sign down, maybe they're getting ready. So they found out that they didn't have to move um Mount Zion because OSU was trying to buy all that land over there, and through eminent domain. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, they found that it exempt churches. And so I said, "Hey, you know, uh, would y'all mind selling it?" And um, the lady said, "Oh no, no, no!" The receptionist
2: <laughs>
5: I said, "But you can go ask them." So you know me. Yeah. I went, I went and asked, and they said, "Yeah, we'll sell it." You know? So that's how the the, the ball started rolling, uh, because we I knew what the building used to be. And I knew what it could be because it was a a warehouse at one time for American Beauty products across the street. Um, They just needed a place to store their their stuff. Then it was uh, well before that it was a thrift store. Uh, So it just things just kind of fell in place, man, and where we just decided, okay, this this is this is something we need to. To push forward because of the the history, the acts that used to perform, and people used to talk about it all the time. Uh, and so, I mean, here we are today. You know, move. Yeah. You know, make the story quick. You know.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, one thing that uh, as I was reading it, I, I kept thinking for for students, for kids who are in a pocket full of hope, to be able to perform and rehearse and and kind of take ownership of a place like this and know that in its history that, you know, you had little Richard and count Basie, uh, right. the, the temptations, the platters, like it, it, it is so there's so much rich history. And then for, uh, for a kid who is up and coming and kind of, um, taking a hold of their talent, maybe for the first time, uh, to be able to kind of feel like, Hey, this could be me too. You know, I I could do I could do this. Do you is that
5: part of the curriculum? Is that something is that part of why you wanted it to be at the Big 10? Oh, absolutely. You know, it is it's it's hard to empower young people without a historic perspective. You know, and so with this 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 little nugget uh this has turned into a big nugget, you know, it's 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 like the really the gift that keeps on giving. It really adds uh, a a certain swag you know to a young kid who is really you know want to do something in their career uh we were fortunate that we had um one of our our, our participants he was on the Carol King uh, beautiful musical uh he was one of the the drifters uh he was a swing so he you know he had to learn everybody's part <laughs> And so he he he's been in in pocket since he was he was ten, you know. And so just the backdrop of 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 what we we've done and what we, uh, you know, plan to do in the future, uh, this is really encouraging the kids. You know, it's 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 just a major thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that they can they can kind of this tangible for them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a major tangible you know, situation that they really can, can really do something and feel, feel important and feel the, the, I mean, when you walk in there, everybody that walks in the building, is almost like they feel something. You say, man, this is like, this is incredible. Yeah. And that's, that's really what we wanted, you know? Yeah. Um, the, uh, one thing that, uh, you, you
0: i mean obviously having role models is very important one thing that i, I was impressed about with uh, all the stuff i'd read about apocryphal of hope is that you guys use what you call positive peer pressure um you know putting kids in an environment where everybody is working on themselves and wants to work on others um and and, and kind of turning what a lot of people see as a negative peer pressure into a positive tell me a little bit more about uh kind of the philosophy behind that
5: well, we know when kids are, are around uh positive you know people, positive ideas, uh, when uh, sometimes people have to really see it we have what we call our pocket players uh They're the ones who uh, maybe age out or they go to college, go to the military go to the in, in the workforce and they come back and they share these these stories, and experiences that they've had with, the, with 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 the other kids, the other kids that are in the program, and so this gives them less trepidation when it comes to like, attending college, you know, you know, you know, or when it terms to um, transitioning into either even going to a new school, or transitioning into now you got to go to the other parent's house uh, for the summer, you know. And so a lot of them share these experiences and how they've dealt with it, and so it allows uh, these these um, these kids who are matriculating to these other grades even to have less uh, uh, trepidation and 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 fear of of maybe what could be the unknown, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we always say, hey, you know, it's like watching a movie, you know, I've, you know, I've seen the end of it. You know what I mean? So the person next to you haven't seen it, you know, and so you can sit there uh, a whole lot calmer because, you know, what the end is going to be. But then, but the person who hasn't seen it, you know, it'll be OK, so what is it going to die? <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> so we look at we look at these transitions the same the same way. Yeah. Having somebody who is
0: who has been in your shoes before and has made it through, uh, you know, with my kids all the time, uh, the things that they're most afraid of are the things that they don't know how to handle. And it's not that they can't handle it when they get in there, but they don't you know, they're worried because in their mind, everything can go wrong. And to have somebody who can say, hey, I've been there. I've gone through this and, and look, I came out. Okay. I came out better. Um, yeah. can be a, a huge driver for, for, uh, inexperienced kids to kind of take the reins of their own lives.
5: Oh my God. Yes, it, it, exactly. You said it perfectly. And, and what it does, it, it gives them confidence, you know, to, to move forward because now they, they have somebody who've done it, you know, or doing it. Yeah. And so it, it gives them confidence. Yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: Well, and and then I think that also has to apply to like being on stage, performing, working in creative fields. You've got people who who started there and worked their way up and got better, and now they can help mentor some of those younger kids coming in, and it becomes this cycle of hope.
5: You know? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I, you know, not share. I even share with them. When I first started singing performing on stage and how my leg used to shake uncontrollably, I mean, it was just like, I couldn't, I, I was just so nervous, you know, and I had people who would actually, they knew what I could do yeah. privately, but when it came down to doing something in front of people, yeah. you know, I was like a nervous wreck and it would. Push me, you can do it, and encourage me, and da 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 da. da. And I would always share with them because stage fright is is real. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I've I've had a couple of couple participants who would actually get so sick they would throw up before they went on stage to perform. You know, so having somebody there just to help guide you and to 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 give you you know to embrace you and say hey. This is something that's that's normal. Yeah, and it's it's like your shadow, you know. But the more you perform, the more you uh, be in front of people, the less intense your your nervousness is going to be. It, now it's going to still be there. Yeah, but it won't be as intensive. And you want it there because all that means is that you want to do your best. That's all it means. So.
0: That's I mean, that's a great lesson. I think one that probably a lot of adults who uh, I know plenty of people who are very scared of public speaking, and uh, you know, it's the same thing, you know, if you get nervous and it doesn't necessarily it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes nervous just means that uh, that you're excited. Sometimes it just yeah. means that you, you know, and like I like you were saying, it, you want to do your best. You'd hate to go in there with someone who's just like cool as a cucumber because they don't care. Right. um you know uh one thing that uh was mentioned in the story with a pocket full of hope is that you guys are uh are really great at uh helping kids get through school um uh, at a hundred percent graduation rate um which uh is huge uh especially for kids and, and to be able to 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 harness what they're learning on stage and and with their friends and then translate that into school. Uh, and you're an educator yourself. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh kind of the methodology there. What how how do you translate what they're learning in a pocketful of hope to to their daily lives in school?
5: Well we 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 make their their life experiences important and, and what we do, we create uh plays and scripts. Based on their life experiences. Wow, you know. So our first play was "Life Is a Struggle," and we uh, we did that for a while, and it won first place in the Gwendolyn Brooks Writers Conference in Chicago, and so we did we did that, and so, but uh, we uh, lost funding from the state, and so we said, well, we can't put it on stage anymore, so let's uh, let's let's put it on film, yeah. and so the places and the sets that we built, uh. We, we created some real sets, like if, if it was a park scene, we would go to the park, you know? And so it's it's all about helping these uh, young people explore themselves, <clears throat> focus uh, on the lesson and the blessing. You know, uh, a lot of times, the kids who are traumatized, they're constantly focusing on the hurt. And I let them know, hey, when you when you focus on the hurt, You don't grow, you know, but there is a lesson, you know, in all of this. And so we knew that once we found out that our focus should be graduated from high school, because we looked at, you know, it was at risk this, at risk that. And so we say at risk of what? And so we say at risk of dropping out of school. And so now our focus is to use every tool uh, that we have to help them graduate, whether it's tutoring, uh, whether it's visiting their teacher, uh, somebody to, to come and and, and uh, go to their school, you know, uh, whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes, and that's and that's that's what we've done. We've got we get permission from their parents, sign these things. We can just drop in on them. We can come to their school and just drop in, you know. And so we have that agreement with you know principals with the teachers with the parents. So we make that a a, a priority. That okay, you you're going to graduate. Yeah. So, uh, and that's that's what we've done.
0: Man, that's uh, it. It really is. It's amazing the work that you guys are doing and. Uh, uh, it, folks, if you are interested in A Pocket Full of Hope, and I hope you are after this conversation, you can head to Uh, You're going to learn more about the organization and the Big Ten Ballroom there. And, uh, Doc Shaw, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to us. I really enjoyed it.
5: Man, it's been amazing, man. Thank you for inviting me and, and uh, helping us to. tell our story man and we really really appreciate you
1: what a history that place has like how would you have liked to have seen some of those acts that came through there in the 60s Uh, that would have been so
0: cool amazing and again that is uh folks if you haven't picked up our latest issue that story is wonderful and there's a whole lot of history there and
1: it's and pockets full of hope is doing amazing stuff too. like they're Uh great like everything about them is awesome and inspiring
0: yay all right well it is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of (laughs) travelok.com's calendars for weekly pod vents, and first up this this week is Nate.
1: Okay, so this is a good one. I'm excited about it's not actually happening this week. So you've got some time, which is but, nice but the sign
0: up is this week. the right? sign
1: up is happening now. And so I wanted to make you aware of it because um, they're only doing so many teams. Uh, I chose an event that's ways again. Yeah, it's happening in September. Uh, and in our July-August issue of the magazine, which is on newsstands right now, you'll find where I've written a tribute to my dad, the retired chemistry professor. And now I'm going to take a moment to talk about my mom, because while there's a lot to say, she's had a pretty incredible life. And I bring her up on the podcast today because she's coming to this event I'm about to tell you about. She's come, like, she's going to be there. You can meet my mom, if that's of interest to you. She's a pretty cool <laughs> lady. Uh, she's already signed up. She's probably going to win. So you can go to this thing, but she's going to win and she's going to beat you. Um, and if beating a 70, 71-year-old lady and her golfing at golf is important to you in your life I mean why but if it is something that you've got on your bucket list uh, this might be the event for you although again she's really good at golf y'all uh, and her go- by the way her- my mom's golfing buddy is Billy Badgum's mom so <laughs> So, like, good luck. Um, But maybe you just just enjoy golf. I'm excited about this one. Maybe you just enjoy golf. The second I heard about this, I emailed her. Like, I literally, the second I got it in my email, I forwarded it straight to her. Um, Anyway, at 9 a.m., September 15th, Roman Nose State Park. Roman Nose State Park Golf Course. Wow. Hard when you're reading. Roman Nose State Park Golf Course will host the Oklahoma State Parks Foundation two-person tournament. Whether they compete in the senior, open, or co-ed divisions, participants will play 18 holes, a six-hole scramble, six-hole best ball, and six-hole alternate shot. There's room for 16 teams per division, and the $400 per team entry fee includes green fees, cart rental, lunch, and an entry gift. And the best part is, the whole thing raises money for the Oklahoma State Parks Foundation. For more info or to sign up, visit ospfoundation.org is there a deadline
3: for signing up
1: no but they're only accepting so many so like when they when it's full it's full okay like there's not really a deadline but there's not an infinite number of teams that they can really accommodate oh, and see. get the thing done. So um, so if you that's something that interests you, sign so up now. So act now. Act now. Call Operators now. are standing by. That's a good golf course, too. It's kind of notoriously difficult, hmm. um, but like in a fun way. Yeah. Like one of those that's a real challenge. Um, and um, people, I know my mom loves playing it, and I
0: think people are going to have a really good time. Yeah. And it's for a really cool cause. So yay. Sign up, come in second to Nate's mom. <laughs> and Billy Badgerman's mom. And Billy yeah. Badgema's mom. Alright. Uh, Carly, what's your event
4: this week?
2: Don't be taken in by words like Grand or old. When it comes to celebrating the roots of American music, you don't need all the glitz and glamour. All you need is a ticket to the Pauls Valley Opry, August 5th. The Pauls Valley Junior High School Auditorium may not be as spiffy as that old joint in Nashville, but the Memory Makers Band will perform a medley of 50s, 60s, and 70s hits so grand you'll feel like a million bucks afterwards, and you'll have saved a good percentage of that on travel. Oklahoma musicians, including Jay Stillwell, Mary Alice Cohen. Terry Wilson and more will keep the country, folk, and rock music flowing all night long. And tickets are only $10 for adults and they're free for kids 12 and under. So search for Paul's Valley Opry on Facebook to find more details.
1: Opry. What a great word Opry is. <laughs>
2: that sounds like a what do you call it? A, <laughs> knee, a knee slapper but knee not slapper. in a funny way. <laughs> <I don't Yeah.
1: laughs> Maybe in a funny Lots of country songs are very funny.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's no. true.
4: <laughs> ben, what's your event this week? At the Paul's Valley Opry the, Oh, sorry. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) uh there was an old woman who lived in a shoe and when i approached she said back off buddy get your own shoe this one is taken i am not asking i am telling you i had a new eyelet camera installed last weekend and i won't hesitate to press charges i backed off of course as i intended no harm i did not know people could even live in shoes so it was all an honest mistake I took her advice and immediately began a search for a shoe of my own for the intention of wearing, but if I happen to find one with washer and dryer hookups, maybe as a rental as well? It turns out I'm in luck because Solely Fitted, a one-day exhibition for shoe and auto enthusiasts, is coming this Sunday to the Oklahoma City Fairgrounds. The Oklahoma Expo Hall will be filled to the brim with nearly 100 vehicles, 20 sneaker vendors, and a couple dozen apparel shops that can take you from drabby to swaggy in just a matter of moments, pending proper payment. I'm excited that they'll have cars because it'll give me the chance to think about what kind of ride could potentially take me throughout the week from my cozy Converse studio apartment to that big rubber hip boot I work at downtown. (laughs) Admission into Solely Fitted is $11, so serious enthusiasts only. And if you approach a strange shoe while you're there, consider knocking first. You never know who might be home. For more information, visit propergangtm.com. I'm sorry. Visit. That website again <laughs> is. Proper Gang uh, TM.com. Proper P R O
1: P E R Gang G A N G T M.com. Dot com.
3: Huh. Dot com. Okay. What an <laughs> interesting combination. car eye for the straight guy. It's a proper organization. Like cars yeah. and shoe clothing. Yeah. And, and Okay. They you places. Yeah. You get that drip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them you want to get, and one of them you want to get fixed. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Megan what's your event well, like many people in Oklahoma, I have memories related to gospel music. But my strongest memory was born many years ago in Burbank, California, uh, when I stayed with some friends in their apartment, and we were often loudly awake through the wee hours of the night. Every morning at about 7 a.m., or perhaps a little bit earlier, I was greeted by what seemed like punitive gospel music from the neighboring apartment that was so loud it literally visibly shook everything on the walls. I think that that neighborhood was like these kids need some Jesus or she simply was a master of revenge On August 5th, you too can get a healthy dose of the Lord and the heavenly tunes he inspires at the annual Kanawa Gospel Music Festival at uh, Kanawa Veterans Memorial Park. Not only will you bask in the beautiful songs of talented singers like Gold City, Sound Street, and Kevin Spencer, but you can do some shopping and indulge in blessed cookout staples like hamburgers and hot dogs. Mm. More good news, the seating in front of the stage is shaded from the cruel sun, and visitors are encouraged to bring their own lawn chairs and or RVs. For more information, visit thegospelstation.com or call 580-332-0902. Let's get ready for God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. (laughs)
1: Wow. Greg, what do you got? (laughs) Well, uh, that actually does sound like fun. Not to mock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure it will be a heavenly blast. (laughs) I shouldn't want, you know. I don't want anybody to think we're making fun of them.
3: No, 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 yeah.
0: no, no. If you love gospel music, that's I, like yeah, that great. I love that's, gospel music. I like gospel yeah. music,
3: just not, just not at 7 in the morning. Yeah,
0: not at 7 in the morning. I like to roll into a gospel music about 11, mm-hmm. maybe a cup of coffee. 10.45 is a good church start time. Yeah. Uh, my wife is always looking for a gym buddy, uh, and I keep reminding her that it's not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I mean, I get it. You get motivation working with a friend. They push you. push you push them, ideally not into a lake, but... Uh, if you've already got that, gym Buddy, and uh, you're looking for a new challenge to solidify the partnership, there's maybe no better place than Manford, Oklahoma, and the Route Back Adventure. August 5th, teams of two will take part in a three-and-a-half-mile scavenger hunt and a two-mile kayak trip across Keystone Lake. Water and snacks will be provided, but kayaks and life jackets are up to you. If you want to take part, it's $100 per team. Head to lcbunboxed.com to sign up. Uh, if you want to watch, you can go and watch it park for free. So, awesome. uh, Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah. It's a, scav- <laughs> a three and a and and half, half mile scavenger, scavenger
1: hunt. <laughs> what is? It? I mean, it's like a 5K that you run and you're looking for stuff along the... I don't... It's... Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, it, it, actually. It's, a, bi- it's it. a biathlon of sorts. So it's like... Okay, so it's like running, but you get to stop a lot. Yeah. Perfect. Oh,
2: that sounds good. Yeah, right? And, yeah. And
1: paddling...
0: But you get to stop a lot. I I I don't know how much stopping you're doing on the water. You got to pick
3: up the things. It sounds like chaos. It sounds like like the best, funnest (laughs) kind of chaos. Yeah, delicious chaos. Delicious.
0: (laughs) Well, the sound of Nate's mom getting ready to whoop you on the golf course. I'm telling you guys, she is on her game. Watch out. (laughs) Sorry. means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close if you just can't get enough head over to okalomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now send your feedback to oktpod at travelok.com and we'll talk to you again next week the Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner Greg Elwell Carly Ibarra Megan Rossman and Ben Lucian theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager Bridget Sloan for more information visit Oklahoma performanceday.com.
2: Goodbye. She's back.
0: We tried last week and it was terrible.
1: Yeah. No,
3: oh. Oh was... no, I was fantastic.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Megan was good. The rest of us were bad. Of course. <laughs> Goodbye.